0: Hey, it's Amber Smith. Welcome to the Conscious Coach Podcast. Hey, you guys, welcome back to the Conscious Coach Podcast. I am really excited to introduce you to my friend and past client, Deanna. She's the soulful woman on Instagram. And the name is just so fitting for this episode because we talk about spirituality, intuition, human design, entrepreneurship, motherhood, all the things. But in the context of loving your own process and specifically your unique process, right? The reason that me and Deanna decided to create this episode as we were talking just on Instagram a few weeks ago about how important it is to fall in love with your process or else you'll never create the results that you want, right? If you in, are in resistance to the process itself, you're never going to stick to it long enough to actually see the results that you want. And so this episode is our take on that and our conversation about that. And I'm really excited to share it with you. Keep an open mind. We talk a lot about different things. So we talk about everything from human design to intuition um, to eating habits. I mean, we just cover it all. So I think you're really going to enjoy this episode. And without further ado, let's jump into our conversation. All right. Welcome to the conscious coach podcast. I have my dear friend Deanna on the podcast today, who is a women's empowerment coach. And I feel like you have so many things to share with our audience and I'm really excited for our conversation today. So how are you Deanna?
1: (laughs) I am so good. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so
0: excited to have you. Okay, so go ahead and give us an introduction in your own words and tell us a little bit about
1: your story and how you got to be doing what you're doing now. Okay, so I started off as a nutrition and health coach um, about nine years ago, and I kind of switched over more to life coaching um, about maybe three, four years ago. And then just in the past year, I kind of have moved more towards women's empowerment just because that's what my kind of how it's evolved. And while I still coach clients on nutrition and health and stuff sometimes, um, like my greatest greatest love and passion is helping women to become more soulful in their lives and in their bodies and really in touch with their intuition. And so that's kind of how it's kind of morphed right there. The evolution. <laughs> yes. I love it. Um, and it's like, I love that you
0: described all the pivots because I feel like a lot of entrepreneurs go through their own pivots. So what are you up to now? Like, what are the things that you're coaching on? What are you working on? Tell us a little bit.
1: Hey, I I have a coaching membership called The Soulful Woman. And um, so that's kind of the coaching that we do in there is like learning to trust your intuition, learning how to be in your body, being embodied. Um, we do monthly themes on the the moon cycles and the astrological sun sign. And so that's really fun to pull all of that in to, um, so we can incorporate like what's going on with the solar system and how that's affecting our lives as well. So, yeah. and then I also do um, one-on-one coaching as well in addition to my membership. I love it.
0: And this whole conversation got started with you guys
1: because I posted something
0: about loving the process and you're like, I was just talking about this and we are like, let's do a podcast episode about it. And so yeah. um, for a lot of my listeners, they're entrepreneurs. And so I know you don't only work with entrepreneurs, but I feel like the idea of loving where you're at while you're making progress towards a goal or you know, you're working towards some different results in your life I feel like it's an art and so I kind of want to hear your take on it like how do you help people or how do you help or think through I guess yourself loving the process and loving where you are even while you're on your way to a different
1: destination yeah um the first thing that comes to my mind is actually like exercise and like working out in this way because I just really love to move my body because I love to move my body, like whether it's even just taking a walk or stretching or dancing or running or any of those things. And I'm not doing it so that I can lose weight or I'm not doing it so that, you know, I have like an amazing six pack or any of those things. (laughs) Like I'm literally just doing it because I, I enjoy it. And so I think with like taking that to business is if we are really just coaching people if we're really working on the things that we love like of course like you're going to be healthy as a byproduct right of like th- that exercise like you will get stronger inevitably if you like you know keep at it and are consistent with it um and so just really loving the process of what you're doing without getting so caught up in like what what will this produce for me and just loving, like actually doing the thing because you love doing the thing.
0: Yeah. Which I feel like is hard. <laughs> I think a lot of people get started with, you know, whether it's exercise and nutrition or business and finances or relationship work, it's like, they start the process because they want to get to a different result. And yeah. so like, if you were to talk to someone from the very beginning, like how would you help them like two days start to implement this kind of thinking, like loving here, loving like you said, like I love to dance. I don't care if I get a six pack. I mean, that'd be a nice benefit. But the point is I love moving my body. I love dancing. I love moving. I love exercising in this moment. It's not really about the outcome. How would you start with someone?
1: I would get really clear on like what they what they want and like what they really enjoy doing. Um, because some people would be like, oh, I want to run a marathon and and then we're like well, do you even like running or, but, and, and then they don't, you know, or something. And they just think that they should do that because other people like have done that, that they've seen or something. And so just getting really clear on what it is that they really want and what, and what they enjoy. And a lot of times women as like moms, you know, taking care of little kids, they're like, I don't even know what I enjoy. And so that's what I really love. The part of coaching is really helping women get in touch with like what lights them up and like remembering like what they loved doing as a child and like really tapping into who they are as a person and what what they love. And so that's what I would get really clear on um, is just finding stuff like if they're like, oh, I really liked jump roping, you know, when I was little or I liked Swimming, or I liked playing hopscotch, and then I would just be like, Why don't you just try doing that? Like, you can do it alone if you feel silly, do it in your backyard where no one can see you, or do it with your kids. You know, if you have kids, that would be fun too to jump rope and play hopscotch. But there's something crazy that happens that when you tap into that, you're like, Oh, I want to do this more, or I want to take it to the next level. So, if I'm getting my heart rate up and like jumping rope, then maybe I do want to try to see what it would be like to go on a jog, you know, or, or that kind of thing. Like it kind of propels you in that momentum to move forward. And so then we can just kind of experiment and get really curious about like what is in store for them. Yeah. I love that. I was
0: thinking about this the other day. My sister does watercolor just to do watercolor. And I remember the first time she told me, I was like, but like, what do you do with it? <laughs> like my brain was like, are you like going to sell it or something? <laughs> and then I got, like I caught my line of thinking. I was like, she just likes doing it. And so I was thinking about um this the benefit of doing like non-achievement activities. Like the point isn't to get somewhere or to accomplish something. It's to enjoy the activity, the doing. Like hopscotch, like you don't get an award for doing hopscotch, like to use your example, right? Like you just get to enjoy doing hopscotch. I feel like that's a yeah. lot of unlearning um, in our achievement focused, you know, society,
1: whether it's totally.
0: in your home or church or family or whatever, it's like, but what are you creating? Like, what's the outcome? What's the result?
1: Right. <laughs> this is a totally yeah. radical way of thinking. Yeah.
0: What other tips do you have for people who are like, oh yeah, like, I don't do this.
1: <laughs> so, like, no hopscotch, no jump rope. <laughs> um well and like I mean a lot of my you know um history too with like healthy eating and nutrition coaching too so I'll talk about like eating is another one um really finding things that you really like to eat and like what would light you up about eating and of course like getting beyond like oh I really love cake or cupcakes it's like yeah but like You know, like, what types of, like, other food combination, like, nutrient-dense foods that are, like, good for you, like, what, what do you like, and really also honing in on that, like, and can you be creative, like, in the kitchen, too, like, oh, you know, maybe I can roast these vegetables or like add cheese or some other type of seasoning you know to something making a different flavor combination so again like just getting really curious about um about yourself and like what could i like or you know what what would i enjoy eating and and thinking about it as like taking care you know of your body and not it being a chore but like i deserve to eat well and so I'm going to, to do that for myself.
0: Yeah. I think that there's, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of obstacles to this. I can even think of some for my own life. Like I'm like, but what if I don't have time for them? Like how I know that timing, cause you live a very soulful, intentional life and you help other women people like other women do the same. How would you recommend? And like, how would you coach through someone who's, who feels rushed? Because I know, like I said, like I have a lot of entrepreneur listeners who are like, yeah, I don't have time for this. <laughs> like, I need to get. Yeah. I need to check it off. I need to create something. How would you help them see, like, and like release the need to make things happen fast? Yeah. Like, rushed feeling.
1: I I knew that like I could hear that like um that like not what is it the word that I'm looking for like that doubt or like when I said that I was like oh yeah people be like I don't yeah
0: yeah and Um, they do it's just their brain yeah no I don't have
1: time for that yeah and it's totally legit and and of course I don't want like anyone listening to think like oh great now I have to add like you know this extra thing to my to-do list I have to like like create stuff and again like that's coming from like you know that you should and really you should only do it if you want to if you want to be like hey I'm curious about how it would be like if you know I had the time to create something and I just really enjoy cooking for the most part like I have four kids and so I mean not always do I want to like create meals for all six of us but if it's just me you know sometimes I'm like oh what can I make for lunch you know and I'm like looking at different like things and it is like a creative outlet for me like your sister with like watercoloring, it's like I can just channel my creativity to like creating a meal even if it's just like you know things from Costco but I'm like Consciously pairing it with like you know different things, and so it ends up being my own creation, even though I'm not making it from scratch or anything.
0: Yeah, you're not. So I think, mental, which right. is you're enjoying the process.
1: Yeah, and so just I think having a paradigm shift of like, um, what what would it be like if I could just create something for me? Like, and again, like. I think that makes that pressure when we're like, oh, I have to make dinner for my family and then they're not going to like it and all that stuff. And that's where I would just be like, well, let's just take a step back. And like, what if it were just for you? Like, you know, your kids are in school or something and, um, or your baby is down for a nap and maybe you just have a quiet moment and you want to eat lunch. Like, what would you want to make for you and not for other people, but for you?
0: So, yeah. Yeah like you just opened a can of worms, which is good. Cause I, I, this was definitely something I wanted to talk about with you, but I feel like for many women specifically, what you're describing is something like what I would like put in the umbrella of like having a relationship with yourself. And a lot of women yeah. don't know how to do that. Like, okay, I'm alone. They don't know what they want. They're sitting mm-hmm. like, I don't actually know what I, I want. Like, I don't know intuitively what to eat. I don't know intuitively if I should play hopscotch. Like, that doesn't come to me naturally it's there, but it's just so unpracticed. You know what I mean? Like it is
1: there. Totally there. People tap back in. Yeah. We go really, really slow. And and some people get really frustrated because they're like, no, like this isn't coming fast enough. Like, I just, I don't know this. And that's like what exactly what you said. It's like a remembering. It's like, you have to be quiet long enough to hear those answers And when you can clear out all of the clutter and the noise, like it will come, but like you said, it's, it it takes time and it's a practice where you can ask yourself a question and receive the answer from your intuition. Like it's crazy, but it happens. (laughs) Yeah. You have to like wait for it and give it
0: space to come out though. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I I think another piece of this is more of like a spiritual practice of non-judgment. Like you can't judge your answer. I feel like so many, especially like if you're starting to explore other ways of thinking, than you've always thought, like for a lot of women, I feel like you come to a point in your life where you're like, oh, like you question the way you've been thinking. Like, is this really how I think? Is this really what I believe? Is this really who I am? And that can feel scary, but it's such an opportunity. Um, And so like when that happens, like what, what we're talking about, I feel like everyone reaches this point where they I'm ready to experience or choose something different, whether it's like the food thing that me and Deanna were talking about or business or family. And you're like, I'm ready to slow down and then give rise to my intuition and start trusting it. It can feel kind of scary because I think we still have the element of, is this right? (laughs) Or like, is this the right thing? Like, should I actually want this? And it's not really useful to think that, but I bet you get that a lot in your sessions. Like, I don't know if that's like the right thing. I don't know if that's okay to want that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And again, that's like looking to like, you know, for validation outside of you to like, is this okay if I want this? And again, I just always bring it back. Like, well, like what, what do you think? Like, what is, what is your answer? Because I believe that like all the answers are inside of us, but we really have to slow down to listen to it. So yeah. yeah. And I feel like that's a belief that you have to adopt
0: because I think a lot of people truly believe the answers are not inside them. I really think that they think it's out there. Yeah, you know. And so yeah. like their relationship with their intuition is just so foreign.
1: Yeah. It is. <laughs> it is for a lot of people especially in like the the cult, like the hustle culture, right? Of just yeah. like doing all the things. So, yeah. That's why like people that come into like my my world it's like they are there because they really want to learn how to do that and they have a desire because some people are fine with not and that's okay but you yeah. have to like want to want it right
0: <laughs> yeah yeah well like i always say like you have to like your reasons and your and your results that you're getting and it's not not like achievement based but just the results that you're creating in your life you know i think there's a lot of benefit to tapping into the intuition part of you and living that way because, but a lot of people turned to it because they didn't like the results they were getting without it. It felt rigid or they felt like they didn't know themselves, um, or like they were just following a blueprint that someone gave them and it wasn't actually true to who they were or how they wanted to live their life. And so they were ready for something different. I feel like that's probably where a lot of people find you, huh? They're like ready for something different.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. A lot of
0: people say that to me.
1: They're like, I've done all these things and now I like I want to do something different.
0: So yeah. Yeah. So one of the other something different that I wanted to talk to you about was human design. Um, and your I don't know, like we I there's I mean, it's like there's so much. Um, I have a whole book and I know that you studied it even more intensely than I did. So this conversation isn't gonna go too far in depth. I don't think we can. Um, but just what your perspective on this topic through the context of human design like loving the process loving who you are loving your intuition and being familiar with yourself in the context of human design so just take that however you want to take it
1: (laughs) Uh, okay well first I have to say that like you are actually the person who introduced me to human design I know (laughs) you know that right (laughs) and like so I feel like this is kind of a full circle like manifestation moment and when we worked together, like you were you were my one on one coach, um, I did say like I wanted to be on your podcast someday. Yeah, <laughs> so the full circle moment. It's like so when we yeah when we decided to do this, I just felt like really like filled with like gratitude and like like yeah like I I manifested this and like but like also like you are the one that opened up this world for me, and so I just like love, love you for that. So thank <laughs> yes. you. Yeah. So I feel like I dab, like I dabble in a lot of different stuff.
0: And so I do study the human design, but I feel like you took, you really took it to the next level. Don't you think? Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 And that's funny because so part of my human design is that um, I, so you have two lines in human design, which make up your profile. And one of my profile lines is the line one, which is called the researcher or, yeah. or the expert. And so like, oh, yeah, yeah, I, I really like to like go really deep in the things that like I love. And so when I learned about it, I was like, Oh, this is good. (laughs) Like I'm, I'm going to get trained to do this. Like, like right away I made that decision. Um, So yeah, as far as like your question though, let me get back to that. So like there, there, yeah, I won't go super deep into it either, but there are five different types of human design. And so when you know your type and then your authority, and that's like what helps you to make decisions is your authority. And then you also have a strategy and your profile, which I mentioned was like two different numbers. And then you also have what's called an incarnation cross, which is four different gates inside your, um, your body graph. And so, Learning that about yourself like really helps you to strengthen your relationship with yourself. It's like this permission slip to be exactly who you are. And a lot of times we feel like we're just like trying to like hammer in, like, you know, a circle into like a square peg or something, or did I get that right? And it's like, why is this so frustrating? Like this doesn't fit, but we're like so focused on forcing pieces that don't fit and that don't work for us and this is like such like an eye opening experience to be like oh wow well that's why i hate this thing so much yeah. <laughs> or it's not working yeah yeah
0: yeah i'm so i'm a manifesting generator um and i have i know you're a projector yeah and i have two private clients who are projectors right now and it's so funny cuz it helped me give context to like you don't have to do business like me. And in fact, you really, really shouldn't <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Um, because our energy, it's just so different. And so it's like, it's so important. If, if you guys haven't looked up your human design, go look it up the place that I always refer people. Maybe you have a better resource I just send people to the jovianarchive.com. Is that where you send people? Where do you send
1: people? Yeah. Or um, mybodygraph.com. Yeah. Okay. Either yeah. one. Yeah.
0: yeah. And just start it's it's a lot. Don't get overwhelmed, but just go look it up. And if you are familiar with this, with your human design, this, this conversation, I think is going to be really relevant, but like for me learning that I can move fast and that I have a lot of ideas and that's okay. And like, I can pivot a lot, like was so freeing, right. It allowed me to trust myself, like this whole conversation and enjoy the process because I stopped judging myself for like all my ideas and the energy that I wanted to like move into different projects and stuff. But like you're a projector and your energy is totally different. Right. And then like, I guess, how have you made peace, but also like felt empowered by learning about your human
1: design? Yeah. So just knowing that my, my energy is like really like, it's a penetrating aura for projectors. And so know that I can go really deep. So that's one reason why I will always like love one-on-one coaching and I'm planning on always doing it is because that works so well, especially for projectors. Like you can just go, projectors can go so deep and penetrating one-on-one and, you know, the people on the other side feel so seen, so validated, so known that they're like, wow, this, (laughs) this is amazing. Um, and so, yeah, like that really helps me, but knowing that my, my energy is not like yours where you have like kind of, you know, more of, um, like every day kind of cycles, like that's new, like let's do new this, new yeah. Energy. yeah. Yeah. And mine is just kind of goes more in waves. Like if I'm around people like you, like manifesting generators, like I can pull from your energy and it feels really exciting and invigorating. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and so like, I mean, that's probably why, like, I, you know, was like attracted to you too, as like a coach, like energetically, um, because I feel like so energetic in your presence. Um, but knowing that I need a lot of rest and yeah. allowing myself to take rest and that I'm not going, I'm not like a super fast mover, um, and giving myself permission to, to take naps and like consistency yeah. looks different for me than it would for you. Like consistency doesn't mean like, you know, doing, doing something every day. day. No, not even close. Yeah. Yeah. But also like the way that you reach people, it's
0: like, when you do show up, it's really powerful. Yeah. Yeah. And and, like people feel attracted to it. It's like a magnet, like, Oh, there she is. Especially when you're in alignment with your human design. Um, I had a a client who didn't know she was a projector for a long time. And then she found out and so I read. she's like, this makes sense. She's like, if I coach yeah. for a full day or I have, you know, I have activities with my kids or whatever, I need like four hours where I do nothing. Yeah. Or I have another client who like only takes two clients a week. Cause she's like, that is it between my kids and my activities and my clients. Like that is all I can take. And, but for her finding out about her human design really set her free so that she could craft her process the way that made sense and was empowering yeah. it gave her you know the the fuel to make it sustainable and for it to work
1: yeah absolutely yeah yeah because you know you hear things like oh you should have like 20 one-on-one clients or something and I'm like what yeah. <laughs> That is so crazy like I yeah. would never like yeah I'm kind of and like it wouldn't be good for you no it would be so bad it would be horrible and i'm like yeah so really knowing how your energy works is is key so yeah that's amazing yeah and i
0: think to me my intuition got more detailed when i studied human design i was like oh this is how my intuition works with me oh like cuz i'm an emotional authority so like i need to ride the wave a little bit and if you, like i said if you have it study your human design, this conversation might be like way over your head and that's okay. Come back and listen after you have studied that. But if you do know your human design, you're going to really understand like this, what we're talking about. Cause I think it's so important to know all the pieces, not just what type you are, like your stra- like understanding your strategy and understanding, um, your authority is so important because for me, like I don't make, I used to make really quick decisions. I was like, okay, like this feels really good and I'm going to do it. <laughs> And like, you're laughing because you know, like, that's not a good way to make decisions for me. And so (laughs) I've had to develop exactly what we talked about at the beginning of this call, like the patience to be present, to witness and to slow down my process. So I can watch like, okay, like I feel really good about this decision today. And then tomorrow I might not feel good. And I'm just going to give it time. And I'm going to trust myself to give myself the time it's going to take to come to a really powerful decision. Like, that's, yeah. one, that's how it shows up for me.
1: Yeah. And I have uh, splenic authority, which is like the knowing, like intuitive yeah. hits, like in the moment. And so, yeah, it, it's funny how, you know, sometimes we think that whatever we're not, we should be, because some people would be like, oh, I've made my decision. They're like, no, you need to think about it more. You need to like yeah. sleep on it. And I'm like, no, yeah. I already know. Like, yeah. I know, like instantly, I know yes. the answer. And so that is really helpful because some, I just had um, a conversation with somebody before she found out that she was a splenic authority and she said, she was like, I just, I always know in the moment, but I always thought it was irresponsible. So I always tell people that like, well, I guess I should think about it more and get back to you. She's like, because I felt I was being irresponsible. (laughs) Yeah. So this, I, was like, oh.
0: uh, I still feel like I'm making the same decision, but I'll tell you in three days to make it seem like I'm taking my time. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Cause that's the quote, the right thing to do. Um, and that's like yeah. exactly what we were talking about earlier about trusting yourself and not doing things because quote, you should do them. It's, it's yeah. hard though. Cause you're taught a certain way your whole life, you know, and now you're an adult and trying to change the way that you make decisions and the way you think about things. It's a big adjustment. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And that's what they say about human design is that it's more about unlearning and like deconditioning than anything. Like going back to how you were as a
0: kid, probably.
1: Yeah. Like really undoing all of the messaging and deconditioning, like the cultural expectations and really being present with like who you have always been. Yeah. Like from like when you were a kid. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And um, when I first learned about my emotional authority, I thought back to my life. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I wish, I wish that this has been a part of my experience because like, even when I was dating my now husband, I I went through a lot of waves and I made decisions based on waves. Like, I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast before, so this is going to be kind of funny, but I ended up breaking up with him when we were dating because I was on like an emotional low about whether we were going to like actually pursue marriage or not. And I was like, yeah, no, like, I don't think I'm ready to get married, but I, I had, but there's other parts of our relationship where I was like, I love him. We're going to get married, you know? And I look yeah. back, like, I just needed more time to ride my emotional wave. Cause I just didn't give, I didn't trust my process, you know, about needing to time and needing to explore different ways about how I felt about it. You know, that was just like one example, but it's just interesting, um, interesting to have context and words for something. I think for a lot of people, it, it it allows you to articulate your process in a way that hasn't been articulated before, different than a personality test.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's so helpful. Yeah. And I love it because it's not a personality. You don't have to answer any questions. No, No, (laughs) you just put your information in. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, is there anything else you want to say about human design? I mean, I like I said, there's like books and books written on this stuff, but I'm just curious if you have any other thoughts for our listeners.
1: Um, oh, I think that's, yeah, that's good for now. So we won't get like too over anyone's head. <laughs> yeah, I love
0: it. Um, So I want to talk a little bit about comparison and we could talk about this a lot. How do you like, I mean, I have my own theories and my own explanation, but because you're on the podcast, I'm going to put you on the spot how do you stop comparing your pace? I think that that's like a big thing. Like they're achieving something faster than me. Um, or like, she's so skinny. I'm not like, or they have the perfect family. I don't, or I mean, any number of comparisons happen. Like, how do you stay in your lane? How do you walk your clients through comparison?
1: Yeah. Well, first I want to say like, yeah, it's really hard. Like you know seeing people like sometimes it's been hard for like for me to watch you sometimes like as a projector and a manifesting generator because I'm like oh my gosh Amber does so much stuff (laughs) like you know she's just like cranking all of these amazing things out and then (laughs) it could be like whoa like like what am I doing type of thing and so like um I think it's it's so important to have that foundation of like love with yourself to know like okay but like yeah my energy goes like really deep in and kind of slow into these other other ways and yeah. it's obviously like not one is better than the other yeah. but something that you always say right is like put your blinders on yeah. um and so that, that can be helpful to not compare but also like thinking about it in a completely different way like I also love um learning about different people's designs, because like, there's a lot of stuff that I'm not good at. (laughs) Like there's things I'm really good at and things that I'm not good at. And so sometimes if I know what people are good at and it's something that I'm not good at, I can make that like match and yeah. i can like extend like invitations and this is actually part of my human design too because i have a line 4 which is like the collaborator and the networker mm-hmm. but i love like playing matchmaker of like matching people together cuz i'm like oh you do this and this person needs that and that person's really good at this like why don't like we all like connect and like bring something good together and i have an example because um I did a human design reading for somebody that was really creative and really focused and attentive to detail.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, um, when it came time for me to do like my website, like rebrand and everything, I knew that she would probably be willing to help me with that. Cause that is not my strength. And so I reached out to her and, you know, offered to like hire her if she could help me. And she was so thrilled like, that I recognized that that was, like, a strength of hers, and that I was, would be willing to pay her to do it, and she did an amazing job, a fantastic job, and, like, also worked, like, as a graphic designer for me for a little bit, and um, so I just love learning that about people, too, because then it's not, like, a comparison, right? It's, like, who, Yeah. yeah, it's, like, who, how can we all work together playing to our strengths? Like we're all on the same team. And like, I want to know what everyone's strengths are so that we can like, you know, make sure that they have the limelight and they're going to shine with their strengths in like a a particular role. So how can we like all like, you know, support each other in in what we're good at? So, yeah. yeah. And and celebrate it. Like
0: for me... Cause like, I've seen like some of my projector clients and even you, like there's, there's parts that you guys do so well as projectors. Like I, I very rarely can just show up kind of like one time and disappear and have people like reach out to me about stuff like that doesn't happen, but I see it happen with my projector clients who are like, they haven't been on social media for three days. And they're like, you know what? I think I, I feel like I need to sell this thing. And they show up. And then it like books out in that one post or whatever, because they have that, like you said, like that penetrating energy where people feel it, like, it's just, it's just a different experience. And so what I've learned is like, like what you were talking about, it's so relevant for like, not just entrepreneurship, but like everything really celebrating the differences and working together to create something. I feel like that's how it was always meant to be anyway in families, in business, in like work, like in your community, in church, like everywhere. Like this is a really powerful example. I mean, human design is how we talk about it, but beyond human design, just like witnessing other people's strengths and celebrating it and not making it mean anything about you. If you don't have those same strengths, you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I love just, yeah. What you just said, like celebrating all of our strengths and, You know, I mean, I kind of think of it as like you know a crayon box or something too. It's like every color is so beautiful, you know, like on its own. Um, But like when you make like this masterpiece of colors together, like or even like you know a solo or something, if you're like singing, like. But when you add different voices, like the richness and the texture and everything comes together. It's like wow, this is like a work of art instead of just like you know one one color or one voice. It's so beautiful to hear what everyone has to offer.
0: Yeah, I love that I love that analogy, that's really good. Um the other, the other idea that popped into my mind while you were talking is like even just a change in sentence, I think, from like oh that's how that's how it's supposed to be done or something like that, like that's that's the way versus that's their way. I feel like gives you so much power because then you can witness whatever they're doing well, but also recognize that 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 might not be your way of doing things. And so it's like that's where the relationship with yourself come in that's where the intuition comes in and like that's a tr- I don't know how you would describe it. I, I describe it like a trial and error process you don't just get it right <laughs> right off the bat yeah. you're gonna have to explore a little bit
1: yeah I love that you I love that you use that like emphasis on this th- that sentence like that's their way and and let that be not the way but their way and honoring that like yeah that's really beautiful yeah and then you get to be curious like what's my way <laughs> Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's, I feel like I'm still uncovering this. I, I'm sure you feel like that too. Like I'm not just, you don't just get to a destination where like, you know what? I figured it out. I got everything right. Like I'm done. You know, I don't think that's it. So I guess, what are your words of encouragement for people who are on this like path? especially, like I said, a lot of my, my listeners are entrepreneurs, like the path of business, but also just like the path of self-actualization or growth or, you know, personal achievement or development, like what would your advice
1: be? Um, yeah, just to stay curious, you know, like you said, kind of that trial and error process, like, um, you can really find who you are and what like where you shine and what makes you tick, like what turns you on and all those things, like just really be open to finding finding that out and like even subtle ways and bringing that into your business. Like something that you talk about all the time, right? Like having the holistic business, like mm-hmm. what does it matter if like you have this amazing business, but your family is like, you know, falling apart or something, yeah. but like yeah. how can you really like, embrace like you know like this one thing that really lights you up like how can that be for your business as you lean into it and like receive it and just like you know even if it's just like a bite of chocolate or something you're like oh this tastes so good and just allowing yourself to like receive that and and be curious about like what else what else is out there for you to like enjoy and receive and just I love that like kind of that abundance perspective right of like all of this is is for me and this is like a beautiful experiment that I can like really find what's what's a fit for me and what and what's not so
0: yeah there's like no right or wrong um way to do this like as I was preparing and like mentally I don't mean like physically preparing but like mentally preparing for this conversation one of the analogies that I thought of like, because we really want to talk about like enjoying the process and enjoying yourself really and your enjoyment of life along the way of progress. And I thought about like taking like a cross country road trip, right? Like some people are going to want to take a plane and some people are going to want to fly private. And some people are going to sit in coach. Some people want to take a van and take the really long way and hit all the national parks and eat at all the really weird <laughs> food places that they looked up on Yelp. And like, you know what I yeah. mean? And then some people are going to want to, you know, maybe hit a few different cities on the way. And some people are going to want to take a train. Like there's, and there's no right or wrong. Like there really isn't. It's just like, how, how do you want to enjoy the experience of one being alive? I think Brendan Burchard is one of my like mentors from the very beginning. And something he talks about is like, at the end of the day, what people want is to feel alive. And I feel like you talk about that so beautifully. I think the word that you use is like soulfulness but that yeah. feeling of like dimension when you're eating that feeling of like peace when you're with your family, like, it's not about getting somewhere. It's about being here and feeling alive, feeling soulful, you know, in, in all the things that we talked about today. And so I, my final few questions are about that, because I think that you're, you have a unique voice in this space of like, there, what if there's nowhere to be? Like, what do you want to enjoy in this moment? Like I, cause like on social media, I see you taking walks and like doing things that aren't like quote for a purpose. Like (laughs) you know what I mean? Like it's not a box to check. It's not something that was for a reason other than just enjoying that, that experience. What do you have? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Just being so open, open to that. Like spring is my favorite season and just like really sitting in awe of like all of the different like blossoms and like being able to identify like you know what kind of tree it is and imagining too that like you know, after the blossom grows, like, it will, it will be just a green leaf, like, it will no longer be this beautiful, like, colorful tree, it will just be a regular green tree, but then in the fall, like, it changes color again to, like, this, you know, like, red or yellow or orange, and, like, and just, like, noticing that process like whoa these like blossoms are going to turn into like the fall leaves in like six months like what like you know it's just so cool and just like being present with with that in the moment like it just amplifies your ability your capacity to to experience life like in every way your business with your kids like It's just that like awe and wonder that you can feel like in every moment of your life. Well, I won't say every moment because like, obviously there's, (laughs) there's dirty diapers and stuff to change that you're like not wanting to savor that. So I, 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 get that. But like, you know, when, when you have that, that moment of reflection, um, that it can like propel you through like those times when you feel so stressed and you're like, I can't, I can't handle my life like (laughs) right now, like being trans, trans, not transposed, (laughs) but like translated back to like, you know, a time where, you know, that there's this life and and this greatness for you. Yeah. So do you have any
0: like rituals or like routines or is it something you more do like moment to moment? Like right now I need to go for a walk right now. I need to meditate or is it I don't know. Explain your process. <laughs> yeah,
1: I have like a lot of different modalities, you know, like in that I use. And so I kind of rotate through like, yeah, what, what do I want to do? Do I want to like do some tapping, you know, to, um, tap in literally tap into that or, um, meditating or like walks. I mean, sometimes I feel, you know, more energetic where I'm like, or like really angry, like this is, was also a good, like um, human design brought this to me too. Like I have like the gate of the fighter yeah. <laughs> in my chart yeah. and like that like really helped me cause I'm like, it. Like I'm so like fired up and angry and like lit up sometimes. And sometimes I would feel like, oh, like, you know, especially as a woman, like that's not really like, that's kind of frowned upon for a woman, but I'm like, oh, this makes sense. Of course I have this and like just owning that. And so like, you know, like if I want to like punch a punching bag or like do some kickboxing or like, just like run and like, you know, um, use my voice to like, um, you know, just like kind of let it out, like just do things like that and just allow myself to let energy and emotions like work through me, however it wants to, to be. And sometimes it's more like quiet and, um, you know, just stretching and calm with meditating. And then sometimes yeah. it's really angry. So, <laughs> yeah.
0: And this is something else that I know you do with your clients. You do emotional processing with them because a lot of people, I know me included, like, We have no history of processing emotions in a way that was just like safe to feel whatever and to let your body do whatever it needed to do to process. Yeah. You know, yeah. You give people an amazing safe space to do that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I love doing those too. So that is something else I do is like one-off emotional processing and one-off human design readings. Yeah. So. <laughs> I know.
0: I know you're, you're a multifaceted woman and I love it. Um, you just provide a lot of value and give people a lot of space to get the support that they need in lots of different ways, which is awesome. So I have two more questions for you um, before we wrap up. What do you, and i putting on the spot, cause I did not tell you these questions. are gonna be, <laughs> <but> <laughs> You're, you're going to answer them beautifully. I know. What's your definition of a, like of soulfulness? What would it mean? Like, what does it mean to you?
1: Mm. I think really like being in your body, being so soul is like body and spirit. Yeah. So really combining, but a lot of people, when they, when they think of spirituality that they want to kind of get out of their body sometimes. Um, so I tend to focus like more on, on the body just because people are like so deficient (laughs) in that. Um, but it is, it's a a marriage of, you know, both body and spirit is what creates the soul. So getting into those practices by, by being embodied. Um, and I really, I really think of, kind of just what I was, you know, been describing of just being alive in, in moments and letting yourself have like that childlike wonder when you, you know, you're just looking at like spring blossoms or, you know, a caterpillar and just being like, wow, this is going to turn into a butterfly, you know, just really that childlike innocence is just so like, um, and I mean, I know a lot of more people have been talking about like wonder and awe as being like, um, I can't remember her name. I think, I think her name is Amber. I, I think she has a book out, like um, Amber Ray, maybe. Yeah, hey, you know. hey, Amber Ray. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she has a book th- called like, I think Wonder or Wonder Over Worry or something. But it, it takes this principle of like, of, of wonder and how it's um, just really transformative for you. So I totally agree. And I think that relates to soulfulness for sure.
0: I love your definition um, because I I study a lot of spirituality type stuff too. One of my clients calls it the being bush. <laughs> like when you're like so Zen and so spiritual that you like almost like what you said, like you leave the body, which is not the point of spirituality, right? Like you yeah. like I love that you use the word marriage between like your spirit and your body is soulfulness because the point isn't to leave it. And I think a lot of people escape their body, which is, I feel like, I get it. I get why. But man, like, it's like sad to me. And I know that you do a lot of that work, like, come back to your body, like, make peace. Like, you talk about, like, look at yourself it and stuff. And I love yes. it because so many people <laughs> have resistance to it because they don't want to be here, you know? Yeah. And that's like the yeah. whole thing is like being here with yourself, with your body and your mind, yeah. and your thoughts and your human design and your, you know, and your personality and everything, just being with yourself.
1: Yeah. And if I can like add just one thing, like I know a lot of, you know, your listeners are Christian and um, Mm -hmm. LDS too, but um, thinking of like Jesus Christ, like he was the one that like embodied that, like by receiving a body and coming to earth and doing that and really being present, you know, with people in the flesh and that again is like such a a huge symbol to me of like why this is so important. Like Jesus Christ did this; he embodied it, and he, yeah, it's yeah, really powerful. Yeah, and he, yeah, I think there's so many
0: metaphors for that, but he showed us what it means to be. Like I love that you use the word embodied, like in a body, as a spirit, and embracing the pain, but also the joy and all like all of the good things um, and bad things. In a body, (laughs) yeah, I love that. I love that so good. Um, Okay, my final question for you, and you can take this however you want, is like, what do you think more people need to know?
1: I think people need to know how amazing and how lovable they are. I think that's something that we forget all the time, and. I mean, you talk about this too, like celebrate, like celebrating your small successes and like, you're really amazing. Like the fact that we just, you know, wake up every day that like our, our bodies do that we like sleep and then we wake up and even get through like the hardest days. Like it's, it's a miracle, right. That, um, that we're amazing. And so many of us have these incredible stories of like how we got here through so much pain and so much suffering and sorrow and like that we've overcome that and that we, you know, we love people and we show up for others, especially our kids. Like we're just so amazing. And that's another reason why I love human design is because it, it shows you how amazing you are. And um in, the gene keys which is a part of your human design but it's it's those gates again but it it shows it tells you what your life purpose is here and like what you're here to learn and um and what you're like you know what your life's work is yeah. and so that's just really powerful to hear that too because it's like wow like everyone's soul was sent here for a specific, you know, reason. And some people are like, I don't know what my reason is. And so when I, I read this to people on their human design, um, like reading, they, a lot of people just weep because they're like, it's so like, it's so validating and it's so beautiful that, um, it just, it hits home for them. So.
0: Yeah. I love that. I bet that's a really validating experience for people because it's like you they, you couldn't know that about them <laughs> like, you know? oh yeah but like yeah and
1: uh, so a super. lot of people say too that it's like my patriarchal blessing says yeah. that yeah and I'm like this is I, another reason why I knew it was like legit because yeah. I'm like wow th- there's something to this I, for sure. I've,
0: I've had experiences like that yeah with my own um so fascinating and I think too what I love is there's imperfection, like quote imperfections, like things that like, like you said, like there's things that I'm not great at, but I'm amazing. Like when you look at someone's human design, it's like, you're an incredible person. One of my mentors, his name is Robin Sharma. He's like, there's no accidental people on the planet. (laughs) And I love that. Like we all have a reason to be here and, and success is like one of those weird wonky things that I think we give a lot of value to, but like, really we're all equals and we all have our own reason for being here. We all have value. That's the same person to person. It's different. It looks different, but we're all like equals. And I feel like human design really like, I guess the word I keep coming back to is like articulated that or demonstrated that in a very different, unique way. So I'm, I'm really glad that we got to talk about it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's so fascinating. And so so amazing. So yeah, thank you so much for, yeah.
0: I know. Thank you so much for being on my podcast, Jenna. And um, tell people where they can find you. Cause I know after this kind of conversation, like who is this woman?
1: <laughs> yeah, I am on Instagram at the soulful woman, uh, underscore. And then my website is the soulful woman.kajabi.com. Okay. And, um, yeah, you can find me yeah. Find me those places. Yeah. yeah. Cause we talked a,
0: a lot of different ways that you serve your clients. We talked about emotional processing. We talked about human design reading and then you do one-on-one coaching, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So. yep. The yes. Penetrating aura. So
0: I'm going to be yeah. doing the one-on-one so see coaching. You. So be careful. <laughs> well, that's how I feel too. I didn't really talk about it, but even though I'm not a predictor, I feel like I'll always have one-on-one clients just because I love, I just love it. It's just something yeah. that I really enjoy. Anyway, um, thank you so much, Danny. You're amazing. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Thank you. Okay, you guys go check her out. we will talk to you soon.